Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to mitigate crises and help teams get back on track. This podcast is about helping the C-suite leader to navigate challenges with confidence. For today's leader, I'm here to help you get back on track. Tomorrow's leader, let me partner with you to learn the secrets of the C-suite. Wherever you're at in your career, this is the podcast for you. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of the Drop-In CEO brand, and I am so grateful you've joined us for another episode of the podcast that week after week, I find amazing, amazing leaders, and they share their insights with you, and I do hope from this interview that they inspire you. And if you love this episode, and I know you will, please subscribe, rate, review, and one more ask, please share with others. Don't keep this resource to yourself. There are others out there that can benefit from great programming. And just know I am here to help the C-suite leader of today and tomorrow navigate challenges with confidence. And now I am so excited to introduce to you my guest today, Kyla Kofer, who is a leadership coach, podcaster, and keynote speaker. And after experiencing burnout, anxiety, depression, and years of low self-worth, she decided something had to change. There's a common theme here to my story as well. And pulling together her decades of training in social work, nonprofits, and life coaching, she found a way to give without giving up. I love that. And she hosts the Leadership School podcast, sharing the expertise and advice of leaders from around the world. And she's also the creator of Podcaster School, a comprehensive podcast training program for beginning podcasters. She's got an amazing story. I'm not going to take any more of her thunder. Kyla, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. It's so nice to be here. (laughs) And I am excited. And just for a a little bit with my audience, I had the good fortune of being on Kyla's podcast, a great podcast. We just had amazing conversation. I think we could have talked for hours. And I I knew we just had to get back on here because her thoughts about her backstory, just how she got started, where she started from is inspirational, but also her work in the area of thought leadership and helping people launch their own podcast is worthy of this great conversation. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Kyla, and also your story. Yeah, of course. Well, I really loved having you on the leadership school. Um, You just have such a great wealth of experience and knowledge, and I love sharing those stories. So it's so fun to come join you here on your podcast. So you know what? We were were talking a little bit before this show, and I just had this moment when I was like, you know what? I think I just really want to be really real with you and tell you some real parts of my story that I really haven't shared um, because I think it will make a little bit more sense about why I'm where I am because it does get a little bit confusing. You're like, why do you do all these different things? But um, the whole story together, you know, so um, I grew up in a really conservative religious community, um, evangelical Christianity. And, you know, the leadership part, I, I always took these leadership roles in in my church, in my communities, and didn't really realize that that's what I was doing a lot because women really weren't given a lot of opportunities for leadership roles in that community that I, the particular one that I was in. And I mean, they, they let you do things, right? Like, and especially because I'm kind of loud and bold, I will just do them anyways. And I can be kind of pushy and stubborn sometimes. Uh, So I would do them anyways, but uh, it wasn't like celebrated or encouraged or here, let me help you succeed. 
And I realized, like, through I struggled with depression and anxiety a lot through my teenage years and through college. College was rough. <laughs> I'm like just now thinking about that. And I guess I've had an emotional day because I kind of want to cry about it. Um, but a lot of anxiety, depression. And I've realized that a lot of that stemmed from a lot of shame from the experience of feeling shamed. Like I wasn't good enough. I was never going to be good enough. I had to always ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I had to uh, always be in my place. I was not really allowed to play big. And some of that was my own doing, okay? I will fully acknowledge a lot of that was my own doing, like the stories I would tell myself, the stories I would listen to or hear, but I was really kept small. I remember specifically being told that the only reason I was going to college was in case I got married and my husband died, so I would have something to fall back on. That was the only reason to go to college was so that in an emergency, I would maybe be able to support a couple kids. <laughs> <laughs> but so I really didn't apply myself well in college um, of like being excited about learning something because what was the point really like a man was supposed to take care of me and I was just along for the ride. Well, I was single for a very long time. And so I remember graduating college completely confused that why was I single? Because that wasn't the plan, right? You're supposed to get married. <laughs> but I kept um, just putting myself out there and trying to learn in different ways that I could. And there was a particular experience my junior year in college where I had I studied abroad and that semester abroad changed everything in my world because it was where I was picked out as a leader and I was encouraged to be a leader I remember at my university on campus because I wasn't asked to join the leadership group I wasn't seen as a leader but then in this one semester they would just watch to see who was taking leadership roles and then I got to do that. And I was so confused. I was like, why am I, why are you picking me? And they're like, well, because you're leading the way. <laughs> and I was just lifted up and I was challenged and they set the bar of learning really high, like way higher than they thought we, they, we could meet saying, you know, if we set the bar high, you'll work to meet it. If we set it low, you won't want to go higher than that. And so that really encouraged me to finally like understand what it meant to learn and be excited about growing and learning something new and and seeing what I was capable of. And then I came back and had still a year of college left. And I remember just like being so passionate about everything and being excited to be there. And it, I just couldn't get enough. So my degree is in human services, family and human services. I originally wanted to work with at-risk teenagers. I had a friend growing up who was in group, in and out of group homes. And um, at one point she disappeared. I never saw her again. And I just really wanted to help her. And I, I was a, the only friend she trusted. But as a teenager, I didn't have the words, the tools, the resources to be able to really support her well. And so I wanted those. Well, after I graduated college, I could not find a job working with at-risk teenagers for anything. I applied to all of them and I ended up doing administrative work. And the more administrative work I did, the smaller jobs I ended up taking, like smaller and smaller. And just felt like there was this, you're not getting what you want because the only thing you can do is this. And those were the messages I was telling myself. Fast forward, I became, I work, started working as a legal secretary and found out like, wow, I'm really good at this in a really difficult environment because the attorney I worked for was not so great. So it was kind of an abusive environment and I really worked hard at that and excelled. Well, then I got pregnant 
And when I was pregnant, I did not feel like I was in a healthy place because the work environment was like running a marathon every day while pregnant. And I was like, this is not good for my child, for me, for my life. How am I also going to work this much and take care of a child? You know, we're in the U.S. I'm in the U.S. and where there's not really good childcare systems in place and all of that stuff. So I ended up working from home, taking some other admin jobs like from home, you know, until eventually I was like, I am made for something else. Like it was just this really big, loud thing I could not ignore. And I've gotten pretty good at my intuition, learning like I can't ignore things. So I didn't ignore it. And I just started going, well, what is this that I'm made for? And I fell into life coaching and it spiraled all from there. And I realized, oh my gosh, I take leadership roles everywhere I go. I am a leader. I can coach other people through this. I can speak about all of this burnout, anxiety, low self-worth stuff because I've been through it and I've just grown and shifted changes. I don't have those issues with anxiety. And sometimes with if I have too much caffeine, I still have that anxiety <laughs> issue, you know? But like uh, a lot of those problems that I used to have went away once I started loving myself. So what is so inspirational about your story is the fact that you've had a lot of ups and downs. You've gotten external messages that enabled you or forced you to play it small. And then also you got messages from the universe that said, you're a leader, play it big. And that must be really challenging. Like, for instance, when they said, we want you to be a leader for this group, this this team or what have you, did you doubt your ability? Because for so long, you've been playing it small and those were the messages you got. Now you had completely opposite messages from the universe. You know, in that particular instance, I didn't because the, I didn't doubt myself because the way it was presented was like, it, this was just the job I was going to do. Here, we need you to go do this role. And I'm like, I'm, I step up whenever something's asked of me. I step in and up. And they just finally started asking more of me and letting me take those roles and doing so in a way that, that um, made sense. It just made sense. I mean, it was like, yeah. this is what is so cool about life coaching, Deb. And just any type of coaching, leadership coaching, life coaching, all of it is it's this you who you are is already there. And the coaches have this way, people mentors have this way of shining a light on it and not letting it hide anymore. And it's like, yes. this is obviously who I was. I mean, if I you should I remember taking little jobs. Like I had a catering job in college, right? And the, there was a new boss who had no clue what he was doing. And I remember going in and like, we were swamped one night and I remember handing him a rack of dishes and him walking in and he just like looked around dazed. He was like, I don't know what's going on. And I pushed him and started um, directing him. This is my boss. I started directing him and telling him what to do and all those things. And I just always did that. I always stepped into those roles. So those things that who you are, it's always been there. No matter how hard you try and hide it, it's always there. And it only does service if you let it out. Yeah. And I'm just going to respond to that because I too have the same thing. Now, my core business model is not leadership or life coaching, but it's part of what I already do when I drop in to help C-suite leaders. But I will tell you just today, I had been networking with somebody and we finally had a phone call today. And I think he listens to my podcast as well. But the thing was, is that I was listening to this energy, listening to this highly confident individual, and they wanted to start their own business. And all I had to do is like, well, it looks like you've got it. 
when you start your own business and you have both your feet on the ground and you are moving up, I said, come back to me, talk to me because I'm going to do a LinkedIn live with you or put you on this podcast. And I was like, oh, I said, that was probably just what I needed to do. Now I have a high level of accountability. I will be coming back to you. And so just that external person that can see what either you can't see or you just have not owned the value of a mentor and coach, the drop-in CEO, Kyle Gopher, get somebody to help you because that's what you need to bring, like you said, that person, that essence of who you already are and bring it to light. And timing is really important, right? Mm. Like, I mean, it took me two decades to go from this super insecure person who was shy and small to like, I can really do anything. And I still struggle, you know, but it took a long time. There's small steps that you take, you know, it doesn't all happen at once. So the timing really matters. But if you're paying attention and you just listen and sometimes do things that feel scary, but you do them anyways, because you know that you've got to go that way and just stop ignoring all of these things and who you are. I mean, we've only got what, a hundred years max. So like, I mean, that's not a lot of time. Like don't ignore that beautiful purpose and meaning of who we are because it just will make you smaller, but we're not ever designed that way. Like that just, there's nothing about humanity that was designed that way. We were designed to step into exactly who we were meant to be and live that person fully. And I think you and I are being who we want to be in service to others. But before we kind of move on to the next topic, because I also want to get into your podcast, there's 8 billion people out there. There's close to it, give or take. And I want somebody out there that's listening to say, oh, I really vibe with Kyla. It's like, I I need to talk to somebody. I'm at the same place in my career. I just need to talk to somebody. I would love for you maybe to share an example of like somebody that you've worked with in the past. Where were they? And through your engagement, you were able to help them through the process. And where did they arrive? I just love to know what the impact is that you have on people. Oh gosh, how many stories? Which story do you pick, right? <laughs> um, well, a, a recent story that I can think of is there, uh, a man who wanted to start a podcast. Um, we met at a podcast group. He what he heard about my podcast and my podcasting and coaching, and he wanted me to teach him how to do his podcast. And he had had this dream to always have a podcast because he felt like there were some stories that needed to be told and. Um, but the problem was he had zero experience with technology. I mean, using email, using the internet was a huge struggle for him. And um, so he, I mean, we had to do a lot of screen shares. <laughs> he really, really struggled through that. But through being able to believe in him and show him the how-tos and working with him, I remember several times it wasn't even about the podcast. It was just about, you can do this. And learning new things is challenging. and but that doesn't mean you can't do it. And we would have that conversation all the time. Um, And he was able to get it. He was able to produce a podcast. I I don't, I mean, I don't know if he stuck with it, but he, he did it. And it was a dream that he'd had. So you help people fulfill their dreams. Yeah. You know, (laughs) as I'm listening to you here, and again, I value what you do and I'm trying to think, okay, Kyla's like a really cool person. She's very special. So if there's somebody out there that likes her voice, and by the way, she's got an amazing podcast set up. She's got great equipment here. You know, I want somebody to connect with you. So so if anybody's listening out here 
and her story is inspiring. I would love, here's your call to action. Don't just listen to us. I'd love for you to connect with her, get to know a little bit about her work, whether it's the lifestyle or leadership coaching that she does or the podcasting school. Please connect with her because it's more than just the technical part of what you do because you're all so talented out there or you can figure it out. But what she does is she helps you get in the right frame of mind, the mindset and that confidence to push the button and move forward. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that a recent study showed nearly 60% of leaders feel depleted at the end of the day. And this feeling is a key indicator of burnout and makes it difficult to lead and inspire others. If you've ever experienced that restless exhaustion, you know why CEOs are amongst the most likely candidates for experiencing job frustration. I wrote The CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track to confront those feelings and create a plan that is sustainable for you and your organization. I created a seven-point assessment that will help you figure out your problems in days, not months. And it includes so many resources, worksheets, videos, and much, much more. If this is you, please head over to my website, dropinceo.com, and click on my products, The CEO's Compass, and what are yours on Amazon or other outlets. And now back to the conversation. So I love your work, but I want to showcase a little bit about the podcaster school because I too, obviously I've got a podcast. I needed some coaching to get started on the bells and whistles and also have the confidence. I would know, like to know a little bit more about why did you start the podcaster school and how are you helping people? Yeah. So I started my podcast leadership school. And when I remember when I started it, somebody said, well, Kyla, you should start a podcast. And I was like, eh, I'm not qualified for that. No one wants to hear from me. I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, I had all the excuses. I don't have time. I'm not capable. I'm not qualified. No one wants to hear from me. I don't know how. And um, so then slowly I had a coach and she just started kind of crossing those off one by one of, um, well, you do know what you're talking about. You can do this. I'll show you how. And so I just started. And I remember like the idea from, okay, when I made the decision to start a podcast to actually having one, uh, was like two weeks or something. I just did it. And um, it wasn't great at first. Please don't go listen to my first episode. <laughs> I mean, you can, but uh, listen to the recent ones. Uh, and so I just started and I grew and I learned and I made a lot of mistakes and I just figured it out along the way. And so um, I started the podcaster school because I remembered what it was like. And getting started and how tricky that was, uh, but also how powerful it was. So having a podcast, this is, it's so fun. First of all, I mean, it's not just about like the the business of it, which that's a huge part of it, but really it's just really fun. And I have met so many incredible people, including yourself, uh, just, just because of podcasting. It's just been a blast. So if you want a, want a new hobby, you want something fun, there you go. Start a podcast about just something you love to talk about. I started about talking about leadership because I wanted to feel more like a leader. And it was so funny because the more I got into it, the more confident I felt and the more I realized who I was. I would interview these people who I deemed experts and they would talk, say something and I would go, well, I say that too. That's the exact same thing I say. They're not say saying anything different than what I believe and talk about. And I realized slowly over some time, oh, this is who I am. So I want to give other people that experience. And I want people to have the opportunity to really share their voice, their opinions, grow their business, 
triple, quadruple, 10 times their confidence and their abilities and their skill levels. And that floats over to your business. So podcasting itself can be a business. You can make lots of money if you do it right from podcasting, just the podcast. I know people who have no other business except for the podcast. They make millions of dollars. Uh, but it also, it can be a, a promotional for your business. Um, it's a lead magnet. It can share your business and all that. So what I do in the podcaster school is I teach you all. We start at the very beginning. What's your idea? What's your story? What do you want to do with this? And we talk, we work through all of the questions, all of the issues. You get um, a guided program. So you get videos, walkthroughs, screen shares, you get one-on-one coaching. And depending on how much attention that you want and how much support you want, you can do it all your on your own or we can do it all for you. I'll even bring you into Nashville. We'll set you up in a studio. We'll record your first couple episodes. We'll do photo shoots. I mean, we'll give you all of the stuff to really set you up and get you going. So it's just what, how much support you need and what level do you do you want to do that? Oh, that's absolutely amazing what you do. Like soup to nuts, either do it yourself or we can do everything for you. So, you know, this leans into my next question. Again, you know, it can be part of your business model, but, you know, one of the things that you and I were talking about is the area of thought leadership and how important thought leadership is. So, I mean, anybody can open a business. I've got the drop-in CEO business. You've got your leadership school, but, you know, how important it is for leaders to put their thoughts out there. Because I will tell you one thing, and I'm talking to all you people out there in the audience that are CEOs, founders, et cetera. I see you posting on LinkedIn, but you're reposting a lot of the marketing material. And I want to hear from you. I want your thoughts because people build relationships with people, not just PowerPoint presentations. So tell me a little bit more how important it is as a leader to put your thought leadership out there. Well, the whole point of being a leader is that people are following you Mm -hmm. and that a leader is the person who creates a vision, a compelling vision for other people to follow. So if you are in a leadership role and you're not doing those two things, then you're missing something. (laughs) If you have that compelling vision, you're trying to take people there, you need to communicate that. And you need to share your thoughts. You need to share your voice. You need to share your words. And you will be surprised at how many people will have those same thoughts. It's really fun to me, beautiful, incredible to me how all around the world we can be moving in the same ways. Like uh, what are those birds that, you know, you see thousands of them and that they all kind of go together and that you, they, I can't remember the name of the birds, but you'll just see them. They'll make these patterns. And it's like artwork in the sky and they all move together. Well, that's how uh, thoughts work. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Enti- the entire world, we're all connected. All the things, they're all connected. And so by sharing your voice, by sharing your thoughts, you're joining in that connected network and you're helping it grow and expand and contributing to it. And I know there could be some fear in that because what if I'm wrong? What if I don't say the right thing? What if I get canceled? Uh, Yeah, well, you're not going to get canceled if you don't speak up at all. Mm -hmm. And there's that possibility of getting canceled, but also that's an opportunity, right? What a great opportunity to grow, to learn, to apologize, to go deeper into relationships. You know, failure is something to be embraced, not to be avoided. So if we're going to be leaders and in leadership roles, we've got to share that compelling vision, bring people along with it, and do so in a way that, that offers other people a chance to grow with you. 
Oh, that is so inspiring. And just, again, you and I could talk for hours. I had such inspiration. You know, somebody was saying, I'm following your podcast. Your stuff seems to keep popping up on LinkedIn. You know, you messaged me about a year ago. Maybe I should check in with you and, and and just exchange thoughts because, you know, just connecting with humanity and it doesn't always have to be a business transaction, but the beauty of networking, uh, sharing your thought leadership, putting your voice out there on a podcast, inviting people to be on your podcast. It is just a great place to connect with humanity, share thoughts, grow with each other. And I just wish more people would do podcasting. It's a tough industry. There is a lot of work, but there is just so much joy seeing how you can impact the lives of other people. So much joy. So much, There's so much joy in leadership and, and yeah. in just, um, and yeah, in podcasting and, and showing up, right? Yeah. It's it's showing up for who you are, who you are meant to be, and it's sharing that with other people. And you can share that with if you're introverted, five people, five million people if you're if you really want to grow. Like you get to choose how big that sharing goes and how you want it to yeah. look. Like it's your story, not anybody else's. You know, this brings up a thought, and I've told people and earlier this year in my podcast, what were my like three affirmations or three goals? And one was to, um, uh, important, uh, invest in my well-being. One was to invest in myself and my platforms and invest in my reach because I was just so tired of chasing other people or being judged like, hey, will they let me join their network? Will they like me? And I was just so tired of trying to keep up with the Joneses. And ultimately, I said, you know what? I am going to create my own platform. I'm not going to try to become this, that, or chase for that speaking thing. I am going to create the drop-in CEO platform. I'm going to invite the people that I vibe with and I want to talk to. And and building this sense of community versus always saying, well, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not good at that person. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else and compare yourself just to you and who you could potentially be. And through Kyla's leadership, confidence building, et cetera, you can't do it. And I want well, other people. Yeah, go ahead. It's, just... it's, it's your legacy that you're building, yes. not yeah. somebody else's. Uh, I remember a boss saying, well, don't you want to stick around here and help me grow and help me grow? And I was like, well, I could. Or I could help me grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that's what I said about that compelling vision. That was not a compelling vision to me. Now, if he would have said something like, look at how we're really supporting this community and the work that you're doing, how it's changing these lives and it's really contributing to the greater good or whatever, like that would have been more compelling to me. Mm -hmm. um, but if it was like, it was all about him, I mean, I didn't really like him. So I didn't really want to help him grow. Whose legacy are you creating and you're being part of? And and how do you want that to come across? You get to decide. You get to show mm -hmm. up. We, we all get to do that. So you're doing amazing work as a leadership coach, as a leader of the podcasting school. But if we had to fast forward a year or two from now, what's the legacy you want to leave? I'm just curious. Where's Kyla going? Oh, wow. Such rich questions, Deb. Okay. The legacy in a year or two, I just want people to really feel like they were able to step into themselves more mm -hmm. and, and to step into who they were. And that because of a relationship with me, they've had an opportunity to do that, that they might not have otherwise felt. Uh, because yeah. so many people have done that for me and I want to offer that to other people as well. Uh, I really do want to speak on bigger stages. So if you are someone who plans or looks for keynotes, I really would love some bigger keynote stages and to be, have the opportunity to speak to more people. And uh, that would be really exciting for me as well. What are some of the topics that you speak about? Because again, I know there are people out there that are always looking for talent. What are the topics that you are most passionate about? 
Well, it's uh, self-worth, surprisingly, (laughs) not surprisingly (laughs) at all. I love talking about self-worth, self-efficacy, really. But um, I do that through two different topics. The first is burnout prevention. I give you keys and a system and a plan for how to prevent and heal from burnout. And then the other part is failure. I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but how to embrace failure and do so in a way that's exciting and not terrifying. So those are my two big topics that that I speak on. I want to give people just a bit of a takeaway. I mean, in addition, again, I'm talking to my audience right now. I want you to connect with Kyla. Did you get the message? Connect with Kyla. Learn about her podcasting school. If you were afraid to speak up, the podcasting avenue is a great platform. But if people wanted to understand just the secret sauce about avoiding burnout, and I don't want to give away your keynote, but is there one small tip or one small action people can take right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you my three my three pieces. I, I teach people the cha-cha, but C-H-A, it's connect, heal, act. Find connections. Connections is internal and external connections. Connection isn't just with other people. It's with that, who you are, which is what we've been talking about this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? Connect to that person. And sustainable burnout prevention is not a vacation. It is an everyday practice. So it's how are you connecting every day with yourself? How are you connecting every day with other people? How are you being intentional about your own healing and your own health? And then what the A action, that's great to know those things, but you have to actually do it. So, um, I mean, that's that's the very <laughs> small, small version of it. But the one thing I need you to do today is just to realize that it's every day. There's one little thing that you can do that's that contributes towards your well-being which can be really hard if you're in a space of um, complete burnout, depression, or you have um, debilitating anxiety. But you can do one thing. I promise you can do one thing. If that's getting out of bed and washing the dishes, if that is taking a shower, if that is meditating, if that is you know picking up the house or going for a short walk, whatever that one thing is, start with the one thing. If you don't invest in yourself, there's not going to be enough of you to pass around to others and leave your legacy. So beautiful, beautiful thoughts. And as we bring this show to a close, I do want to give you the floor one last time. But again, there's a call to action, people. Reach out to Kyla, check out her work, check out the podcasting school. If you've been even giving it a bit of a thought, you not only get a person that helps you with the bells and whistles of how to do, but you get a leadership coach that says you can do it. So anything else that you want to share with the audience before we bring it to a close? Uh, This is so nice. This is a little bit different of an interview for me because normally I don't like go quite into that much of the personal story, but I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking with you and you're you're a fantastic supporter and I just am so grateful for that. But yeah, um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at kylacofer.com or at podcasterschool.net. That's .net, not .com, podcasterschool.net. And then, of course, take a listen to the Leadership School podcast. It's a great, great podcast to be on, a great listen. And I also, Kyla, just want to say thank you for dropping in on the podcast. And I do wish you well and much success. Thank you so much, Deb. Same to you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who will find it useful and inspiring. When you share this podcast, it allows me to continue to help C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO services, 
go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet, I wish you well and much success.